Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Jessica Myers. She is the founder and CEO of It's Jessica Myers Brand. She's also a real estate uh, developer and uh, entrepreneur. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Jessica. Hey, how's it going? Great to be with you. So just give us a very brief version of how you got to where you are today, uh, and then we're going to get into more depth on how you've dealt in real estate. So brief, I mean, you're talking about taking a lifetime of hard work and um, putting into the process, but I'll be as brief as I can. Um, I, I always had a knack of sales and, you know, just, just connecting with people and wanting to help people. And I never knew where that was going. So in college, I was like, you know what, what's the most influential medium? Television, right? So I climbed quickly up the corporate ladder in media, starting off at Fox then ultimately working at CBS in New York. And it wasn't until I made it to the top network in the industry that I wanted at the age of 22, and it still felt hollow. And so that's where after having a conversation with my dad, he was like, what if the ladder that you've been climbing is on the wrong wall? That hit me like a ton of bricks, but it also jolted me down a a journey of self-discovery where I had to get to know not only what I wanted to do and what I wanted to have, but who I wanted to be. What legacy did I want left behind? And that's where I was able to dive into real estate and understanding that everybody needs a home. Everybody needs somewhere to live. And I wanted to be a part of that process. And I understood that being part of the investing side of that process allowed me to afford the lifestyle that I wanted to live. So that's when I went headfirst into real estate, started out as a wholesaler. Why wholesaling? Because I didn't have the money to get involved in real estate. It was hard for me to come up with hundreds of thousands of dollars to do these deals, but wholesaling afforded me the opportunity to get into the deal while learning and understanding the industry without having to risk or use my own capital. And then I was able to parlay that into flipping renovations, then now development, and then investing in hotels and other commercial assets. So that's where we are today, continuing to invest, continue to flip, but more so developing homes and teaching people how to do it along the way. So I like to say I'm developing people as well. Very good. Let's talk about the current real estate market. So we have a huge amount of demand and not enough supply. We've got multiple bids for homes uh, people moving out of cities into suburbs uh, because of COVID and, and uh, generational reasons. W- what is your assessment of the current state of the real estate market? Is this a bubble? Is this going to last a while? Just give us a, your, your assessment of the real estate market. Well, honestly, I always see it as um, there's opportunity. I always look at things as abundant. And, um, you know, yes, there's not enough inventory, but that's why we're creating and exploring new options. And um, I think it's about thinking creatively because there are always the five D's which will always drive for demand. And that's disaster, that's divorce, disability, death, and disagreement. All those five D's are always happening. So there will always be room for you to get involved in real estate and investing. Now from the homeowner side, yes, the demand has increased. People are living at home more. So you have a lot of people coming from up north, which has harsher living conditions to come down south to get in you know, more space more more quality of life. 
um, than you would have in other cities across the U.S., which is creating that huge demand that we're starting to see. But I don't see it as a bubble because more and more people are going into real estate development, renovations, and investing. So they're actually catching up to the demand. Now, as far as the memoratorium that may create, um, you know, a financial economic situation, that's still being pushed off or supported by government support right now. So we aren't feeling that directly, but I will say to look out for those, um, those, I say opportunities because you can help to place someone in a different place where they can actually afford to keep up with, not necessarily displacing everyone from their homes and they have nowhere to go, but it's about working on the next thing. What, you know, foreseeing the economic situations now, how can I invest in, you know, maybe I can't afford this five bedroom home, but I can't afford and move down to a three bedroom home. So as far as the investing landscape, that's where I'm looking at. How do I provide solutions for what may be looming and what's about to come? Maybe there are more rentals coming where it may have been a lot of owners and you may get a lot of renters that come down to something that they can afford. That's why I always say start at the three bedroom, two bath, because you always have someone that's upgrading and looking to get into a three bedroom from an apartment or something like that. But then you also have people that are downgrading and moving down from that five and six bedroom. And maybe they only need three because that's what we found a lot of times with the economic crisis that happened before back in 2008. Yes, there were a lot of people displaced from their homes, but those people had to go somewhere else. And that's where as an investor, as someone forward thinking, start thinking about the solutions for their problems. And that's how you can always stay in the flow of what's going on versus being adverse to that. If you're just saying like nothing's going to happen, nothing's going to crash, then, you know, that's how you get caught with your pants down. But you have to project for those things to happen. And now think, how can I be the solution when those things happen? Because there were people that won through the first economic crisis. Not everyone lost and lost their pants. So that's where I say continue to be ingenuitive and think of what a solution would be based off what we saw happen the last time. So for investors, it has been a different time because never has there been such a moratorium on people paying their rent for a year and a half, uh, hurting cash flows and hurting a lot of landlords who are defaulting on their own mortgages now. So how has this affected the game of being a landlord when it's not as clear that you're going to get your rent as you probably were th thinking in the past? So that is definitely interesting um, because you are seeing who, who has reserves. And a lot of investors, this isn't their only source of income. So they are able to sustain it, as well as the government did give help for them as well. You know, there are SBA loans and funds to help investors that um, that that were involved in cash flowing projects so that they didn't have to suffer for the lost rents. So if you are a landlord, you should be tapping into those government resources that that is out there for you to take advantage of so that you're not suffering the loss or feeling the loss. So I would definitely say to tap into the SBA um, to see what type of, of lending um, that you can, you can use to cover your cost. Yeah. The other change in the investor market for real estate is you have a lot of big Wall Street firms coming in real estate investment trusts buying entire neighborhoods for all cash. So you're competing against not only individual people buying for their to live, but big institutions. How has that changed the game? 
It, it definitely has created more of a demand, but that's why I always say stay in your backyard. Stay where you can touch it and you can feel it and you can see it because you can build those relationships so that if a huge hedge fund is looking to buy, I am now tapped in with the community and they will more than likely go with myself and my network over going with um, these larger institutions. So I definitely recommend staying tapped in and staying connected with local community leaders and officials. That's how I've been able to stay afloat in the game. Um, even a, a popular community here in Atlanta called the West End community, it's a very hot community and it's um, in an urban part of Atlanta. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of hedge funds have come in and grabbed up a lot of the assets but I've stayed local. I've stayed connected with the community. And so I have, um, you know, this one guy, he has a farm, a STEM, a grocery store, a lot of things that he's doing with the community that he's like, hey, Jess, I have access to property that people only want to work with me because of how tied they know that I care. They know that somebody's not going to come in and just bulldoze everything and just, you know, erect something else. So they're holding out to work with people that are boots on the ground. People that have money that are coming to create solutions within the community that works for the entire ethos and not just selfishly for what they can get out of it. So you, your website is uh, itsjessicamyers.com, correct? Yes, itsjessicamyers.com is the website, yes, sir. And so tell people a little bit, what can they find at that website and what kind of training do you offer to help people who want to get into real estate? Well, I have two ways of helping people. Um, a lot of people want to get involved in real estate investing and they're like, oh, well, it costs too much or, you know, I don't have all the funds. It's too risky. So I teach a low risk way of getting involved in real estate. And like I mentioned, that's how I got my start in real estate. And that's through wholesaling. Wholesaling is a low risk way to invest in real estate and learn about real estate. And you make money while transacting and you don't risk any of your own capital. Now I teach the nuts and bolts of how to do this through our course from wholesaler to hotel owner, but um, it is about tapping in and learning the skill and understanding that you get between five and $10,000 per deal that you transact. And that's how you can help to build your nest egg so that you can start investing. We also have a development masterclass. That development masterclass teaches you the ins and outs of developing a project from start to finish. Obviously, we bring students on site for this course so they can touch it, feel it, see it, and really get a gist of you know what all it takes to go into a development project. But, um, but we customize it so that you can see how to take this back to your home, to your projects, and whatever you guys have going on, and how to navigate the permitting system and the county so that you can build with success. And is this something you, you, you'd start with the wholesaling and then do the, the development? Cause it, it's yes, sort of yes, it grows. It transitions. Now, there are some people that, you know, wholesaling is the way to learn the business and get in and get your money up. But if you don't, if you already have the money and you're ready to jump right in, the development masterclass is a sure way so that you can jump right in and you can start from there. We deal with beginner, intermediate um, people looking to grow and scale their business. Is there a community, is there a Jessica Myers community where people can buy and sell and have deals with each other? You know what? I am working on building out that community because there's been more demand for that. But honestly, I've just been keeping my head down and working. And people are seeing the work now. They're seeing the fruits of the labor. And that's where I'm building these communities to help others to achieve the same success. But I am still working on building out the community where people can connect. Um, but right now, we're, we're still in the very early stages of that. 
But I do I do run a launch here learning circle. Um, we're actually having one this Saturday here in Atlanta where you can come on site to our project and see um, you can touch it, feel it, see it. It's one thing to tell you in a hotel room or tell you about it online, but it's nothing like seeing it firsthand in person what a construction project is like. And that's what we do at our launch your learning circle. So um, so you can also find out about that. A lot of ways to stay connected with me is through Instagram as well, through It's Jessica Myers on Instagram. You can find out about the communities we have and the programs that we run. Very good. We're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Jessica Myers. Uh, her website is itsjessicamyers.com. She is, as you can see, an expert in real estate, wholesaling and developing, and all kinds of ways of helping you with real estate. We'll be back after this. What do you spend on subscriptions every month? Most of us think we spend about $80 a month on subscriptions, but actually we can spend closer to $200 a month or more. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people are saving thousands of dollars a year with Truebill. See all your subscriptions in one place, keep the ones you want, cancel the ones you don't, right from the app. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions, so you don't have to. No talking to humans, no difficult conversations. Uh, one Truebill uh, user uh, saved over $660 a year from their DirecTV bill. Another one saved $120 a year on their Sirius XM bill. Another one saved $840 a year on unused car insurance. Truebill now has over 2 million users and has, has helped them save over $100 million. Start canceling your unused subscriptions at Truebill.com slash Money Answers. So go right now to Truebill.com slash Money Answers. It could save you thousands of dollars a year. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the internet, it's going to be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is going to be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner, earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. 
Be sure to like the Voice America Business Channel on Facebook. You'll find out about up-to-the-minute business happenings and get ideas from entrepreneurs and business professionals. Search Voice America Business or click the like button under the player and stay ahead of the curve. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Business news and discussions are always changing. In order to stay ahead of the game, sometimes you need to be a follower. You can follow the Voice America Business Channel on Twitter at Voice AM Business. Again, that's at Voice AM Business. And stay current. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Jessica Myers. Her website is itsjessicamyers.com. She's a founder of her firm and also a developer and ex- real estate uh, expert. Welcome back to the show, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I love this conversation. So let's talk about wholesaling specifically. So okay. for somebody who's never done real estate before, how do you maybe describe what wholesaling is and how do you find the buyer and the seller and put them together? and make a fee for, for doing that uh, transaction. Okay, so a lot of times we've been driving in our neighborhoods and we've probably passed by this beautiful neighborhood, and I mean, these beautiful houses, and you've seen the ugliest house in the prettiest neighborhood. And you're probably thinking, somebody needs to do something about that house, right? Well, you are that somebody. Somebody like myself, who's an investor, I'm busy, I'm running a hotel, I'm looking at new projects. I don't have the time to go find these properties. So as a wholesaler, you step in and you are the middleman. You are able to get in touch with the seller and the owner, and then you're able to bring them back to someone like myself and saying, hey, here are the numbers on this project. Don't you want to purchase this home at this price? Now, the price may be a little bit higher than what they are under contract for, and that's what they get paid for the assignment of their contract. And so that's ultimately what you're doing in wholesaling is that you're finding an asset undervalued of what it's worth, getting it under contract as low as possible, and then working with the buyers to make a profit on top. The average wholesale deal is anywhere between five and $10,000 that you can get from a deal. Some people get more, some people get less, but that is a good way to, um, to get a property under contract from from the actual seller of the property or the owner of the property and then work with a buyer like myself and um, you get paid as the middleman. Now you learn about the numbers because I'm going to tell you, hey, that's a good deal, but I needed $20,000 less. So when you go back to negotiate the deal, that's how you start to learn the terms, how to purchase a home, how to negotiate the property, what price it should be. That's where you learn right? This is the low risk way of getting involved in real estate, but it will take time because you're saving me time and you're saving the owner time. So the wholesaler will have to use a lot of their time to make this deal happen, but it's rewarding at the end because you're able to learn without having to spend any of your own funds. Now, how to find buyers. That was an interesting thing because before I got into this, I had recently done 
uh, a nonprofit and I was raising $500 for a great cause and I barely could raise $100. So when someone told me that wholesaling, I could go sell a house for $50,000, i am like, if nobody could give me 100 who's going to buy the 50 but it's so crazy because once I got involved in real estate investing, once I became the woman with the deals, the buyers came. It came from networking, network, network, network. Everywhere in every state, they have what's called a RIA, a Real Estate Investor Association. And that is where you go to connect with buyers that are actively looking for deals. So that's where I found myself at networking events at least four times a week. And once you say that you got a deal, People will be on you like white on rice. Don't neglect to using the power of social media. Social media is a great way to get it out there. And you have a lot of investors that may be scrolling through without the time to go look for the property like you may have the time. And you can just present them the deal, save them the time of having to go find it on their own. And they will pay you in between for your time and for finding a deal. So all of those things put together help you learn how to do the process of wholesaling. Obviously, there's a lot more involved, a lot more nuts and bolts, but that's what we go over in the course. We go over the technical skills of how to reach the owner, how to really thoroughly negotiate the numbers, how to reach the, con the, the attorneys to utilize the contract and um, work with a title company to close the deal. So we discuss all of those details in the course from wholesaler to hotel owner. So technically, you are buying the property, and then you're immediately assigning your ownership to the buyer. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Yes. You're not just the middleman. You are actually technically the owner, briefly. Yes. And yes. It's yes. all one transaction where there's the yes. purchase, and then the sale, and then the new purchase. Is that, it's yes. all one transaction. Mm -hmm. That's exactly correct. That, and, it, and it really is the same concept that works for any industry. I mean, you know, the computer that you're using, the technology that you're using, your phone, anything started out as a wholesale deal. You're finding an undervalued asset. And like you said, you're getting paid in between and you're selling it, um, you know, with, with added bonus on top. And then therefore the investor then fixes it up and they put their money into it and then they sell it at retail. So it, it crosses several hands before it gets to the retail market, but this is the behind the scenes work. And a lot of people don't know about this side. Um, I guess a lot of people just think the house just appears, but it, it's, it's a whole network that goes on behind getting a house to retail where it's fully up and running. But mind you, this is where um, I mentioned the five D's are always creating opportunity. There's always someone that has gone through a disability, disagreement, death, um, divorce and uh, disaster. There are always those elements going on at any one time, which always creates opportunity. So where anyone may feel like the, the community is saturated, you're looking in the wrong area. Find a new scope, look somewhere else, but there's always opportunity lying around. What are some of the misconceptions about wholesaling? The misconception is that it's easy. The misconception, it takes time. It definitely takes time um, and the misconception that you feel like you can't do it. Like I won't succeed. I won't have any luck. People are people. 
Um, people are going through a lot of situations. If you come by a house that's dilapidated, where the grass is overgrown, where no one, it looks vacant, the gutters are falling down, that is opportunity. But that means also that someone is paying taxes on a property that they are not using. So you can, you can be the solution. So a lot of people may think, well, nobody's going to talk to me. Nobody's going to buy from me. I'm not going to find any buyers. But if you change your mindset and understand that you are a solution to the problem, you come in at a totally different um, vibration. And now you're looking at it like, hey, you obviously have a problem. You cannot put the money in, else you would have, for the solution. So let us take care of it for you. Let us be the solution. And that is one huge myth that I feel like people, people often feel like, well, I can't do it. It won't work for me. But it's like you, you have to try. You have to put in the effort and just understand that people are people and you're helping them work through a solution for a problem that they have. What have been the specific impacts on the real estate market of the pandemic and uh, people losing their jobs and uh, the whole COVID situation has really changed a lot. How has that affected the real estate market? That's interesting that you say that because I know all of those things have happened, but reversely, I mean, a lot of people have become entrepreneurs. A lot of people have found other ways to generate income. So the real estate market per se has not felt the hit yet. Um, like you said, the government has been, um, you know, propping up the economy as well. So we haven't felt the loss from the rents. So right now, that's not necessarily something that we feel. As you can see, like homes are going with offers 50, 60,000 over asking, not just here in Atlanta. Same is happening in Houston. Same is happening in Jacksonville. You have other markets around the country that are experiencing where people are coming in well over, off, well over asking. So what that tells me is a lot of people are not doing the traditional buying. They're not coming through the traditional sense of I got a job and I worked here 50 plus years and now I'm ready to buy a home. But they're coming in through unconventional ways and a lot more people are becoming entrepreneurs. That's what I'm seeing by the current, uh, the current circumstances that's happening in the market. You actually did something called prospering during a pandemic. Is that correct? It explains us some more. What, tell us a little bit about that. Well, yeah. Well, um, as far as prospering during the pandemic, and that's what I mean by changing your paradigm of how you look at it, because I was in college back in 2008 when people were talking about the looming crash and, oh my gosh, you know, everything's about to go belly up. And when everything did, I was in college. I didn't know. But there were people who won during the crash. I watched the movie The Big Short, and that really drew my attention to, wait, everybody didn't lose their shirts. How can you be better prepared this time so that we can do a cash grab versus a crash? And so anybody who asks about a looming crash, I know what side you're on. Because there are a lot of people that are waiting for opportunity. Like I said, you want to think solutions. So you want to think if there will be people that are displaced, how can I be a solution for that? If there are, um, you know, people that are about to lose their homes, how can we be cash ready to be able to, to purchase the home? And then think through what are solutions to help them find another place to go? Because people may lose their current home, but they still need to go somewhere. And the more you set your mind on that being the solution, the more you can set yourself up on success when these situations happen because any market is going to go up and it's going to go down. There's no market that just stays up. So the more you're prepared for these um, elements and understand that the changes in the market, the better you are to be a part of the solution. And it's the correction versus a crash. 
that's a very positive way of thinking about it, to be the, the solution instead of the problem because some people would think of uh, people coming in and pushing people out of their homes not being the solution but being predators, in fact. But you're talking about pushing people out. Remember I said providing solutions for them to go. Now, yeah. I cannot change the fact, neither can I say the fact, that if there is something with their mortgage and they didn't save up and they're not going to pay, I cannot change that because what's going to happen will happen. But that's why I say be prepared with the solution. Maybe look into providing affordable housing options, looking at providing rents that they can afford that is more reasonable for where they are. It's not about kicking them out, but understand that they will leave. Yeah. That that is a reality that we cannot change. I can't save everybody, even with the nonprofit. I can't save everybody, but understanding that I can build institutions that can help to provide solutions. And the more you stay focused on that, that's where you really make a difference and an impact. Very good. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Jessica Myers. Her website is itsjessicamyers.com, where she has various courses to help people learn about real estate, and she's done a lot of real estate development uh, and investing herself. We'll be back after this. I write a great deal since I've done 13 books, given many speeches, and I'm constantly writing emails, blogs, and memos of all types. I often have to write under deadline pressure, and I want to make sure that everything I write is correct grammatically and is said as clearly as possible. Now I use an app called WordTune, which makes sure that everything I write is the best it can be. It's like having a writing expert on call at any time to look at my drafts and suggest improvements. Now, I don't have to waste time agonizing over the perfect sentence because WordTune offers the best alternatives, and I pick the one I like best, and it makes the changes in my text instantly. I was recently writing up a business proposal, and WordTune gave me just the right words to get across why people I was writing about should approve the deal. You wand over the sentence or the block of text you've just written and WordTune then suggests ways to improve it. And if I agree, I just click and the changes are made. Using WordTune makes me confident that what I write will be optimized for maximum impact. What you write impacts how people perceive you, either positively or negatively, and it shapes your prospects for success. That's why it's so important to write as well as possible. WordTune is powered by artificial intelligence, which means that it understands the meaning of words and the context, so you can feel confident that your writing, is, your writing is as smart as you are every time. It understands what you're trying to say and suggests ways to say it more clearly, more compellingly, and more authentically. WordTune uses the most advanced language processing technology out there. No other writing tool does what WordTune does. It's a complete game changer. WordTune is ideal for professional writers looking for an edge, managers aiming to make their points more clearly, and students who want to turn their, their best work. WordTune works with anything you're working on online, like Google Docs, Slack, Outlook Web, WhatsApp, or many other applications. You can try WordTune for free at wordtune.com slash moneyanswers. Get help today writing your emails, reports, presentations, resumes, blogs, and everything else. Go to wordtune.com slash moneyanswers. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you 
or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Jessica Myers. She is the CEO and founder of itsjessicamyers.com, which helps people learn about the real estate market. Welcome back to the show, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So we talked about wholesaling. The area you've been moving into more recently is hotels. Yes. Now, one thinks of hotels as being probably amongst the most hard hit during the whole COVID situation. A lot of them went under or closed. They couldn't be open. You, you, you wouldn't think that would be the, the most profitable thing to go into with, in the current situation. Why do you like hotels? Well, I like hotels. For one, um, I always talk about starting with a goal and a vision first. And my goal was to attain a thousand doors. And, you know, I've been doing that one single family home at a time. But that's when, you know, having lunch with a girlfriend of mine who's in the hospitality industry. And she was like, you know, actually the same thing you do over here, you can apply this to hotels and be exponential in your goal of reaching a thousand doors because that one acquisition of the home two suites by Hilton in arena, Oklahoma added 85 doors to our portfolio, just that quick in one transaction. And it, like she said, the same work that you would do for the single family home, you do that for the larger commercial deal and you're able to get that much closer exponentially to your, to your goal. And I was like, wow. And so that's where we were able to work together. We were able to complete the deal and it's, it's just been flourishing ever since. Um, like you said, it's buying in a down market that you're able to see and take advantage of, of um, a lot of these opportunities that wouldn't ordinarily be here. Because if it was in a regular market, we might have been paying at retail to acquire the asset versus a down market. We are able to take advantage and get discounted price because of a lot of things that you just mentioned because of the, the, econ- the state of the economy, because of where everything's going with travel. You're, it, the whole game is about finding elements and assets that are undervalued. And that's where we were able to capitalize and make this acquisition. So there are a lot of hotels for sale now because the hotel owners had a, 
such rough time yeah. in the last year and a half? Yes, this is this is the time to start looking for opportunity. This is the time, like you said, for the hotel owners that lost their shirts. They're on the end of it. Now we come in fresh with with fresh capital, ready to re-energize and save jobs where a lot of people could have lost their jobs. But now we're able to come in and you get a new owner and we're able to breathe new life, new energy. Um, you know, we, we understand that this is a down market so we project for that we we make sure like cool if we're raising this much capital we need to raise a little bit more until the property stabilizes until it starts to you know reach the break-even point and then ultimately tip back the other way so we're projecting the loss that um that these economic times are creating especially in the midst of a pandemic it's one thing if it was just an economic crisis but like you said people are grounded with travel due to everything that's going on so that creates a different layer but you still want to stay focused on pro- getting up as many assets as possible that are under the retail value during these down times. So what kind of hotels are you looking for in resort areas or business areas? There's probably a lot of bunch of different kinds of hotels. What is the most advantageous to, to acquire? Um, I mean, really, where as long as where the deal makes sense, it's about establishing those relationships with brokers that can tell you about areas that are going on, because a broker will help to bring you a deal. Um, they help with locating the debt and equity, and they oversee the entire buying and selling process. So coordinating with a broker will help you identify, hmm, where do I need to be? Like for ours, for example, we made sure it was off a highway. Um, the average person stays between 50 and 70 nights. And so we get a lot of extended stay. So you want to build your criteria list of what you're looking for and then work with the team to help you find those, those, those elements. Now, don't be married to where, because I live here in Atlanta, but our property is in El Reno, Oklahoma. And that's where we work with an operator. They manage the day-to-day operations at the hotel. They receive a fee based off the revenue, but they're the ones who manage the day-to-day. So don't worry about, well, the hotel is not in my backyard. Look elsewhere. But when you work with a broker, they will go based off the criteria that you've set to find a hotel that fits that criteria. Now, there are some people like, hey, I got to have, you know, X, Y, and Z, um, you know, and then they will put those those criteria elements down and bring you what you want, but you want to make sure you network, get with the right place. NABHUD is a perfect place to start. They actually have a conference coming up and that's a way to network with a lot of people in the industry to help find deals, to find areas that, that you want to go to get started because you want to make sure that you build the right team so that you can succeed because no man is an island. I did not do this by myself anyway. My business partner specializes in the hotel arena, and she's the one who helped to open the doors to the right networks to be a part of, the right people to come across. And that's where we were ultimately able to build our team to bring us to the deal that made sense. But we what had is the name of that association or that group, uh, the networking group? It's called NABHUD. NABHUD. N-A-P-H-O-O-D? Yes, yes. So it's NABHUD.com? Yes. And what, what do you find there? So that's, that's an association of, um, hold on. It's one of the leading organizations advocating for minority ownership and development in the hotel and hospitality industry. Okay. And it's actually nabhood.net. Okay. nabhood.net. And it's an amazing place to go to network and find 
other people um, that are in the real estate and hospitality industry and to help find these deals that are undervalued and that you can take advantage of now during a down market. So have there been extra obstacles to you being a minority person to make these kind of deals or, or is it harder to find deals with your situation or is it easier? What, what is the situation there? Well, I will say it's about um, networking. And a lot of times when you're going to networking events and literal networking events, like literally I walk through the door and a lot of times you find there aren't many people that look like me in the room. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm like, okay, this is now that we're here, now that we have a seat at the table, how do we open the door for more people that look like us to take a seat at the ownership table? But it really comes from, you know, the events that NAPHA throws and other events that you find with investors and real estate professionals and commercial space, anywhere that you are, go meet, connect with people, find out what they're doing, find that person that has the asset portfolio that you want to replicate, take them to lunch see what they're doing to acquire and attain the success. And that's how you begin to build your A-team. See who else do they have that they can introduce you to. And that's how you start looking like, okay, I've built my criteria. I know and understand what I want. And now it's time to work with a broker in the team to bring me the deal to get to the success that I look to attain. You say that you're a deal maker. What is the success, what is the element that makes a deal successful so it's a win-win for all sides? Well, it's three elements that really bring together a deal. It's the actual opportunity itself. It's the skill and know-how of what to do with it. And it's the capital to get you there and execute. And those are the three main elements that a lot of people normally wait to get it on their own. They're like, well, let me find it. Let me get it. Let me raise them. Let me, you know, save up and get the money myself. And then let me go learn how to do it all, right? But you find ways to cut down the time by partnering with what you don't have. So either you have the opportunity and you partner with and hire the people with the skill set and um, and the money, or you have the money and you partner with the person with the opportunity and the know-how. So those are the three elements that you need to really execute a deal and make it happen. And you want to understand where you are in the process. Maybe you have the money, maybe you have the deal, maybe you have the skill set and the know-how, but then you want to see how to partner and bring on the people that have what you don't. So you're saying a mistake people make is trying to do it all themselves, yes. when actually it's plugging into a network to, to combine your skills with others, that's what makes it successful. Exactly, I'm a huge proponent of collaborative economics, which means together we accomplish more. Because like you said, I can stay in school and study how to do all of this and become the expert in this. Then I can wait and save up and, and get all the money for this. And then I can go out and try to find the opportunity on my own. But that may take me years and years and years and you may get burnt out. Or you can cut it down by building your team. And that's what we've been able to do, partnering with, um, with Devon, who has a hospitality experience, bringing on other capital investors and working with the team that has the deal. That's how we were able to make it happen. Very good. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Jessica Myers. You can find out more about her real estate expertise and the courses she offers at itsjessicamyers.com. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? 
Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Jessica Myers. She is the CEO and founder of itsjessicamyers.com, which helps people learn about real estate opportunities. Welcome back to the show, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So um, how do you inspire other investors to do what you're doing? Wow. Um, I always say start with the end in mind. And I truly believe in reverse engineering your way to success. Once I start out with understanding that I want to own a thousand doors, I'm not focusing on anything else but that. People come to me all the time. Well, you, you deal with people who need credit repair. You should do credit repair. Nope. Does it acquire, does it attain a thousand doors? No. It's not happening. So I always say become laser focused on the goal, but you have to set the goal. A lot of times, most people vaguely say, well, I want to be financially free, but they never put a number to it. They never understand what that means. Because for me, I always thought financially free means I'm going to make millions of dollars. I'm going to be set for life. I'm okay. But realistically, when I added up all of my debts, when I added up all the numbers, it $20,000 made me financially free. And that was very surprising to know, like, wait, I'm sitting up here, one day I'll quit my job when I can become financially free, but not understanding the numbers that $20,000 can make me financially free and I can now release my job and move on to other opportunities. Now I can buy my time back. So I always say start with the end in mind. Put down your goals. Put down your short-term, your mid-term, and your long-term goals. Long-term goals, that's where the millions go for me, right? But the midterm and the short term, like I said, short term is 20 grand. Now that bought my time for three to six months. Now let me go on my midterm goal. That's going to buy my time for a year and a half. Now let me go on to my long-term goal. And that's where the hotels started to come into play. That's where a lot of these larger engines started to come into play because these are my long-term goals. This is where the cash out will come. This is where the cash flow builds those layers of buying my time. That's how I was able to reverse engineer my way into the success that you now see. So what, is, what does it take to get the right mindset for success? A lot of people are kind of negative and they think I can't do it. How do you kind of turn that around to have a positive mindset to produce results? For one, stay focused on the now. Stay focused on the now. Worrying about tomorrow, worrying about, you know, all like you, you were asking questions about the crash. We're not crashed today. So don't focus on that. You want to keep that in mind and be responsible, but understand that right now I'm focused on my goal. And if it's attaining a thousand doors, hell and high water, this is what I'm doing. Every day that I wake up, I'm staying focused. So be present in the now is the first thing. The second thing is make a choice 
to always look at solutions and not problems. Because when you look at the problems, that's when you stay at the below the line mindset. But I want you to now focus on the above the line and thinking like, hmm, how can I create the solution to the thing that agitates me the most and is the said problem? You want to stay focused on solutions. So being present in the now, staying focused on solutions. And the third thing is always, always, always use your network. Set your resources. You'd be surprised who is in your network that has exactly what you need. Every single time I put out my ass, no matter how big or how small, someone I know has the resource or they know someone. But a lot of times we're afraid to put out our visions. We're afraid to put out and set goals. We're afraid to enroll people into what we're doing. And therefore, like they say, clothes, mouths don't get fed. No one knows that you need to raise capital or you're looking to get into a deal that they make and help you on. It, it wasn't until I started using, utilizing my social media platform to really put out my vision, to talk about the things that I was doing every day, that people begin to see my passion. Then they saw my consistency. Then they saw a lot of these elements that I was afraid to do at first. I was afraid to talk about my dreams and my visions. I was afraid to talk about the real estate that I was doing. But the more I began to share on my platform, the more enrolling people became into what I was doing. So I was very surprised that people within my network, remember I was saying I tried to raise $500 for a philanthropic, uh, you know, uh, cause before I got into real estate and barely raised $100. Versus now, you know, we're easily able to talk to and collaborate with people with hundreds of thousands of dollars to get into a deal and to work together on really changing communities and cities around the world. And it's just been amazing, but it would not have happened if I didn't start with networking, with putting my putting my end goal in mind and knowing what I wanted to do and expressing that and talking about it through my network. And, and really enrolling people to become part of the vision. So it's really about staying in the now, being above the line and having solution oriented, and then making sure you're utilizing your network and your platform and declaring your visions and your goals. And that's how you'll get people to ultimately buy into your dream and your vision. Part of it is giving back. You have something called Favor Friday as a philanthropic. Yeah. How does that work? Well, actually, so that's my cousin's organization. My cousin started an organization. She's always been giving away money for ever since I can remember. She's just always had a big heart and a passion to help the community and help people. So she actually started an organization called Favor Friday. And while we were over in Africa as a girlfriend trip, chilling, you know, just having fun, we wound up blessing a community. And one of the things that I realized from blessing the community while we were over there, it it was just a little bit that we gave. But the impact went so far. And that's where it was like, here I am as a developer. Now over here, you know, we're bringing food. We're addressing some of their needs that they have in the community. But now, like, one of them just needed a floor in their house. Another another home had a part of their roof that was missing. Those elements cost nothing for us. That's, you know, what I eat in lunch every week is what we're able to help them with, but it goes so far. And that's what I mean by connecting with the deeper vision of developing not only communities, but developing people. So that's where we were able to bless that family, but we are able to put, or really that village, we are now putting together plans for how to continue to bless and develop those communities over there for people that are less fortunate than we are and that to me by far is one of the greatest experiences that I've had being able to be a part of that excitement being able to be a part of that 
Um, I mean, essentially, you're someone's answered prayer. They are praying for help. They are praying for guidance. And here we come and, and we're able to bless a village and they're able to do so much more exponentially. And you're able to see that leading with kindness, it can go a lot further. So really, um, through her organization, favorfriday.org, we are able to bless communities all around the world that just need a favor, that just need a helping hand. And that's what we've been able to do. And through my platform, we've been able to take it and amplify it to new levels. In summing all this up, what kind of a difference can people make if they take the advice you have, take your courses, both in their own lives and in their communities? I mean, we're, I, I, help it, I help investors build seven-figure real estate portfolios. And it sounds intimidating at first, but when you own three, four, five different assets, you can easily hit that number rather quickly. And that's one of the things, too. You think you have to have millions of dollars in the bank to do this. I break it down into practical, easy steps so that the everyday person can attain their seven-figure portfolio. And that's what it's about for me, to understand and empower our community so that we can reach um, a lot further and do a lot more and enjoy our lives. It's the freedom of time for me that I'm able to go and travel. Like already this year, I've been to Maui, just got back from Africa, been you know to Orlando, traveled all around here in the States, as well as we have other international trips coming up. There's no way I would have been able to do this if I were still working at corporate. I only get two weeks. So it's about understanding how to set up the engines to have the assets in your portfolio so that you can live the life that you truly desire. And you think this is something the average person can do? Because a lot of people would say, oh, that's completely unattainable for me. Yeah, and, but that, that's, where I'm, that's where I'm working to show you. Cool, you don't have the money? Cool, learn wholesaling. You, you got the money, but you don't know what to do? Cool, come to our development masterclass. That's why we break these elements down so that you can stay focused now, it does come with focus, not to say that it doesn't come with it problems. You know, even commuting to work comes with problems. So you got to decide which problems are you willing to live with? Which ones are you willing to grow through so that you can get to your desired result? Everyone may not want to travel around the world and do the things that I do, but there is an, a want and a need and a desire. And I just want to make sure that you're working because you want to and not because you have to. And that's where real estate comes in to provide the layer of financial freedom and support so that you can live the life of your dreams. And that's really what I'm after. Well, very good. I think you've inspired a lot of people. They see that they can do things through real estate they might not have been familiar with before. And you've done it. You don't not just talk about it, but you've actually done it and helped. Yeah. Them. I was like, I, I feel like I'm that average person. I didn't come for money. I thought, don't get me wrong, I thought we were rich growing up. But then I realized my mom raised a family of five making less than thirty thousand dollars a year. I didn't come for money. It's not something that I just had a huge trust fund and I was able to jump in. It came from a progressive schedule of starting with wholesaling to build my money, then going into flipping, then utilizing that to do new developments, and now working through commercial investment deals. It was a process. You're talking about something I've been working on since 2015. So yes, the average person can do it. No, it won't be overnight. Very good. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Jessica Myers. You can find out more about her work and her courses at her website, itsjessicamyers.com. Thanks so much. I think people have learned a lot on this show, Jessica. Yes, and if I could just leave it one thing, you know you got it. Let's get it. Let's go. Absolutely. Thanks so much, and we'll be back next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. 
Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.